Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. Hope you're doing well. We're hit at the end of September. It's kind of crazy to think that, but how are you doing over there, James Ross? I'm back. You're back. Welcome back. Thank we you. missed you the past two weeks, uh, but uh, didn't uh, TK, T and K, Jefferson, uh, they did such a good job. Oh, T and K? T- I thought it was Marianne Jefferson. Oh, you know, you know, <laughs> what's funny is that I had it playing, like I had oh, okay. their video playing, and you know, YouTube auto plays a video after that. And it started playing episodes of the Jeffersons. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Moving on up. That, that's Sanford and Son. Oh yeah, my bad. Moving man. on up, Jefferson. Moving on up. Yeah. Sanford and Son's a better theme song. It man. is. What a yeah. great what, theme song. Man, that is one thing this generation is missing out on is theme TV songs? theme songs. Like mm. TV theme songs from Bluey, the 70s, Bluey. 80s, and 90s. That, that is a, a very catchy. Did you know that they're that, did you know that in the uh, opening credits of Bluey, these are actually playing a game? I did because you said that on Boggy Talk. Did I say that? Okay. I'm, oh, man. I'm we're becoming. I'm, we're we're, we're done. Age. That's it. All See right. Ya. Cut. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, I, so I, you back, back to how your yeah. original question. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what time zone you're in now? I do. I'm like back in the real rhythm. It took about four days to get in the rhythm. And I came back with a little crud. You yeah. Know, so, just new um, new place, new culture, new things, new yeah, germs. Different. Yeah. yeah. Been seven times. So yeah. new is strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, different. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But it's been a minute. It yeah, been a minute yeah. and it's and it, we're going to talk about that later, but it's so different. Yeah, for just, those of you that didn't watch Sanford and Son, a minute means like a while. Like it's been a while. So. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, <laughs> been a minute. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, How speaking, hey, doing okay. You know, yeah. doing all. It's it's. I love this time of year because it's finally not eight hundred degrees. A pretend a little bit like we we. We here in this part of Florida, we know what's coming. In October, it's just the best weather. Uh, but yeah, I love this season I, of football. I know and just it's like something chill. to like it's watch. Just, on, like I don't really watch TV. Yeah, but it's just everyone likes to I mean, in our family. Yeah, exactly. It just sit still that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah but football, like in the background. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, it's great. Sunday night's great. Football. It is. Well, it Sunday is. night football. It is. It's just fun. I usually our, don't make it to the end of the game. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, again going back to how old you're yes, getting. We're yes. like, I'm asleep. What? I literally the other day fell asleep on the couch with coffee in my hand whoa, because I was whoa, that tired. And I, was, I almost fell asleep standing up again in, in my trip. <laughs> so you know, I did that last time. Oh, that's crazy. Did it again, man. Yeah. Well, hey, we are. Are picking up, uh, kind of picking back so up. Be woke. F- there you go. <laughs> Woken up. Woken up. Uh, we're picking up where we were a few weeks ago in our uh, teaching series in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter four. In the past few weeks on Sunday mornings, we've been talking about in this new series, Now I See, uh, really how we grow uh, transformation, progression in Christ based off of uh, progression in faith, I should say, uh, progressing in our faith. And Ephesians chapter four is where we've been. And today we're going to talk about how we grow mm-hmm. um, and what it looks like, because I think most people would say, if you're a Christian, yeah, I should be growing in my faith. But are we? And how do we grow in our faith? What does that look like? And how do you know you're actually growing in your faith? Lots of questions. I've got lots of questions you today. Already, uh, good thing man. you came prepared yes, with answers. Yes, that's right. I got lots of scribble here. Yeah, I, I was thinking as we as we as we talked about this, and I was preparing. I was thinking about how I see people on social media, um, and people say this too. But uh, like one group will say, like people never change. <laughs> like, and they're like, you know, basically like people are never going to change. There's never going to be anything you different. About Always, yeah. And then on the other side, I see people be like, man, people just change, you know, yeah. like in a negative. And it's like, so both of the, 
those things are portrayed negatively. And what I, what I would say to that mm. is both of them are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause people do change and people do also mm. remain faithful in certain ways. Uh, and then also like that can be a good thing or bad thing. And, mm-hmm. and we talked about that week one of the series progressing in Christ versus progressing without Christ uh, are different things. But I, I think when it comes to kind of the topic we're zoning in on, like people do change mm-hmm. for the better God uh, transforms people's lives and God has called us to be an impetus for change in our own life. Mm -hmm. And I think we are often slow to realize ways that we are changing. It's kind of like when you look in the mirror, you don't realize that you look older than you did five years ago. Then oh, you I do. S- <laughs> I do. Well, well yeah. in that moment, then you, then you see an old picture and you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Or then you see, well, you I get understand. on social media and you see pictures of people you went to high school, like, wow, they look old. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I probably look old. Too. It's like yeah. we mine need is it. typically like people who are like 15 and 20 years older than me. I'm like, you don't seem that old. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, it's because I'm older. I'm older yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the and we're talking about change. Going back to the quotes you said, how people think we don't change or where everyone changes. There's a great quote by C.K. Beale, and it says, "You become like what you behold." to your ruin or to your restoration. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great kind of banner over this conversation about growth because people do change and we do become like what we look at, uh, where our eyes are fixed and why as Christians, we want our eyes fixed on Jesus because we want to become like him. But how does that happen? How do we grow in our faith and in our trust beyond just the Bible Sunday school morning answers of you pray, you read your Bible, uh, all those, those are very key elements to growth. Yeah, right, right. Um, well, um, to simplify it, because I mean, there's a lot of things in the Bible that, uh, you know, say, hey, do this. And, you know, there's change that comes about. Uh, Andy Stanley had in one of his books, Five Faith Catalysts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he described those fa- five faith catalysts in this way. And I'm actually just so you know, going to kind of uh, do some revisionist history on Mr. Stanley as I talk about oh. it. But uh, so one was practical teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and his point is that, you know, the teaching has to really give you steps. I, I would say teaching in general, because while there should be practical aspects of teaching <clears throat> at the end of the day, the practical aspect could be repent literally yeah. like, you know, bow on your knees before God. So it doesn't have to be three steps, you know, to mm-hmm. whatever it might be, but practical teaching is number one, uh, private discipline is number two. So that means, you know, really, like you said, the Bible prayer, um, making, you know, maybe health things. I mean, you could add all kinds of stuff to that. Number three is personal ministry, uh, meaning you're now doing ministry. So you're not just going to church. You're actually right, like you're, you're involved. involved in uh, the ministry of the church and the ministry for the kingdom. Number four is providential relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the people that God places in your life that would help you grow. Um, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but mm. a companion of fools th- suffers You're, you're a providential relationship, You buddy. too, Justin. Hey, you too. Like, and then and last would be pivotal see. circumstances and, and you know, reality that circumstances bring about change. And, and so as I think about that, mm. like, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, let's, let's talk to the person who doesn't necessarily have the providential relationships, uh, who doesn't have the pivotal circumstances because we don't want it to have to take that. Right. Let's talk to the person who is in a place, they know things need to be different how do things become different? And so I, I, I would really focus in on that teaching, discipline, and ministry there. That's good. And I think what you're hitting on is this fact that when we talk about change, we we, we 
tend to start with, how do I want things to be different? Right. And we tend to, I think, in that conversation, focus on a lot of things that we actually have very little control on and circumstances. Like if, if this circumstance were different, then I would grow. Or if this circumstance was different, I would grow. And we can't start the conversation with those things that are outside of our control. We really have to start this conversation with things that are within, within things that we can affect, uh, your private disciplines, uh, the teaching you are, consuming or being a part of, yeah. you know, it needs to be solid teaching. Uh, you're not in control of life's, all of life's circumstances. So that's that you can't necessarily factor that into your plan for growth. Right. Uh, and so beginning w- with like, what, what can I actually do something right. uh, about is where you start. And I always go back to any, any conversations about this I go back to seventh grade geography class and coach Walker, uh, because apparently in my school system, only coaches taught history classes. Yeah, just uh, your school system. It's <laughs> just how it was. No offense to those who love history. It's just how it was. Um, but he would always say whenever <laughs> Suna had a question or complaint or had an excuse, and he would always say, you know, your first name or last name, he called everybody by their last name, Wyatt, those who find excuses and those who find a way. <coughs> there are those who find excuses and those who find a way. And I think while there's limits to that statement, that is so true mm. in our faith growth is that there yeah. are people who make excuses for not growing and there's people who, by God's grace, who by God's ability, who say, I recognize I need to grow and I'm going to do everything that I can to control that I'm, in, that I'm responsible for. I'm going right. to leverage it for that growth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... You know, preparation of the heart of the man, the reply to tongues of the Lord, a, a man, uh, you know, plots his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Like part of that isn't saying just, hey, your actions don't matter. God's will is going to happen. It, it's saying God is looking at you for what you do with what is, for for lack of a better word, within your control. And ultimately, you know, God is the one who um, is overall, you know, and so we can't change everything, um, but, but God is very much valuing what we do with what we have. And so, mm. you know, I, I would again say we need to be under practical, biblical, solid teaching on a regular basis. Um, that's why we emphasize life groups. That's why we think regular, uh, you know, church attendance is important. That's why I'm not just getting up there giving my opinions. I'm giving uh, scripture because um, we think that's an incredibly important thing that does bring about change uh, in your life. Um, private disciplines, as mm. you said, like it's more than that, but it's not less. And so I think a lot a lot of times people are looking for like, okay, I have these things going on in my life. How do I bring about change? And it's like, well, are you doing the basics? Well, no, but I have this felt need. Do the basics. But this felt need. Okay, but still do the basics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, And then personal ministry, like, you know, join God and what he's doing yeah. to really experience God's transforming power. Yeah, that's what you just said there is uh, experiencing God here, that study. Yeah, that was right. a founded, like you see where God's at work and you join where he is at work. Right. And I, I love that principle because God yeah. is always at work uh, and he invites us to be a part of what he's doing. Yeah. So those are the, those three things. And the, on the flip side, you on, at the end, you had uh, pivotal relationships. Pivotal, excuse, providential providential relationships. relationships and pivotal circumstances. So let's flesh out what those look like in the path of growth uh, because obviously people... God uses people. Yeah. Um, he uses people to, to shape us and he uses circumstances to shape us. Um, yeah. and I would say it's, it's our response to those circumstances, yeah. you know, and how we, right. we respond to what happens to us. But then also, I mean, there's things that 
just God is some of those, those pivotal moments where God asks us to be a part of something that's far bigger than us. And it is a step of faith and we take a step of faith and God grows us so much because we've trusted him in those circumstances. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're making a good point there is that we can't necessarily put providential people in our relationships. That's the nature of providential relationships. Um, and we can't necessarily create pivotal circumstances, but we do have a choice of how we respond uh, to those things. And so I would say like, uh, you know, one thing that we have a, a problem with in our culture is upgrading, right? Like we're always trying to upgrade. Yep the relationships and it's all like, well, started who, with the biggie size has God put in mm-hmm. our life. And then in our circumstances too, like, yes, we want to change certain circumstances, but also what is God doing in them? I quoted Charles Spurgeon a couple of weeks ago. He says the same sun, sun that hardens the clay softens the wax. Yeah. The difference is not in the sun that shines on the material, but the makeup of the material it shines upon. And so like, we can't, you know, control the sun, right? Um, but but what Charles Spurgeon is alluding to is, you know, there needs to be the soften of, softening of our heart. And so ultimately, like the scripture tells us to yield to the spirit, right? Like God does the calling, but we respond to the call. Like, right. Um, the scripture tells believers to be filled with the spirit. So there is absolutely in the Bible, this responsibility placed on us um, to grow and mm-hmm. to learn and to change. And uh, I think... Not to oversimplify it, but it really is about our perspective, right? It is about our perspective uh, uh, about the world we live in. Absolutely. It's how we're looking around and seeing things. And to use that analogy of the sun, it's like two people can spend the same amount of time outside and one gets sunburned, why not? And you say, well, why? Well, this person stayed in the sun. Well, this person chose to put on long sleeves and chose to get in the shade because they, the circumstances were the same. It's just their reaction to the circumstances and it's the same sun. So I think that is a huge piece of this is how are we going to respond? I think too, it, My buddy Micah Vaughn realized that illustration doesn't work in all contexts. Recently, <laughs> oh, yes, funny. That's yes, right. Yeah, and they're on the mission trip to yes. South Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> to, to us fair and white-skinned yes, yes, people. Yes. Um, but I think... Uh, Oh, what was I going to say? I lost it for a second. Sorry, but, oh, my I think I wrote. No, yeah, thanks yeah. a lot for that. Yeah, you uh, had two weeks that. without him, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I had two weeks of staying on track. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but we have to sometimes in these circumstances. I think people say, "I want to grow, I want to grow," uh, but they also want to control everything. Right. And so much of I think of yeah. my own personal mm-hmm. uh, experiences of of really significant growth. We're all undergirded by these five things that you're saying that you know being sad in the word and the people around me and my own time in prayer. But then ultimately it came down to, uh, God was asking me to do something and I didn't necessarily want to do it, but I knew he was, it was bigger than me. It was more than I could accomplish. And when we step out in those moments of faith, God meets us and it just, it exponentially increases our faith. So I would say, if you see people around you who just, who seem to have that gift of faith, who's just seem to really be able to trust God, Uh no matter what, they probably have some significant moments in their life where they weren't like that. 
naturally, but by God's grace, supernaturally, he allowed them to walk in faith, to take a risk, whatever it looked like, and they saw God come through. And so now their faith is even more solidified because they have experienced God's faithfulness in these circumstances, which takes steps of faith. It takes you being Abram and saying, I'll rise and go to a land you're going to show me. It's, you know, build the ark. It's, you know, it's all those kinds of things that we see throughout scripture where God's asking his people to just trust him. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I absolutely, you started to sound a little like Kelly Clarkson breakaway, but beyond that, (laughs) beyond that, I really agree with what you have to say. And I would, I would just reiterate, reiterate, because I, I know this is your heart too. Like, you can take what Justin was just saying and say, okay, these great things for mm. the Lord. I'm like, okay, but don't separate that from the basics, right? Oh, and that's so right. Like in Ephesians chapter four, like Paul is just saying like, stop stealing. <laughs> he's saying, <laughs> yeah. stop being angry and sinning. Mm. He, he, he's saying, stop talking negatively about people all the time. Like, so yeah. it starts, it starts with that, re- as I said two weeks ago, that removal of sin from your yep. life. Mm-hmm. And then that renewal of the Holy Spirit uh, in your life as you begin to really trust uh, in Him and see Him work mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And then uh, really walking in righteousness mm-hmm. as your direction. As I've said, righteousness as a position is given to you by the work of Jesus Christ. Right. But righteousness as a direction is a call upon your life yep. to walk in. Mm. And I, what you just said is so good. It made me think I should, say, should add this. We shouldn't solely rely upon those experiences right. for our growth because that without the solid foundation yes. of the word, yeah. like we'll start seeking the experience right. without right. the foundation of yeah. the word. And, you know, we've talked That's about that one. on this, on mm-hmm. this and on Sundays, like we will start chasing down experiences. And then when we don't have that experience, we will feel like God has left us uh, and he doesn't leave us yeah. or forsake us. And so it is all undergirded by by the word, by you know, just trusting and walking, abiding Amen. in him and those things. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say put a bow on it, but that's probably good. Yeah. You know, I would just say practically just say, hey, where for growth, like where do you want to go as a Christian? You want yeah. to trust God more. Okay. So then that's where that's the goal. What's step one, right? What's step one? Yeah. We'll stop making excuses. There's step one. But I think, you know, list out literally, like maybe you need to make a list of the distractions or what mm. you feel like yeah, are the obstacles to that. Yeah. Mm. And then, okay, so now what do you do about mm-hmm. that? Uh, that's a great question to ask. Like if you, we just are all so good at making yeah. excuses, but yeah, that's good. Uh, we're not going it, to it. It's okay to take a drastic step too with the realization I might scale back. So like, you know, if, if, if you're really struggling with alcohol, like removing it completely from your life, it doesn't mean you're saying that, you know, alcohol is a sin, but you're saying, Hey, it's become something in my life. Um, you know, if, if there's a per a friendship that's negative, like, Hey, I got to distance myself from that person for right now, you know, and then maybe we can reintegrate. So I, I would just say that like, you know, if something is really consuming you and trapping you and enslaving you, and it's not necessarily that person or that thing's fault, but for whatever reason, it is an impetus for your destruction, then it's okay to remove yourself from that yeah. in a temporary and, and yield, you know, to mm-hmm. the spirit. And I think you need accountability. Um, yeah. I, I guess that pivotal relate providential relationship, yeah. I guess that is implied, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, yeah. It probably needs to be spelled out just like it does. That's, yeah. Anyway, that's just great. So if you have questions about what this practically looks like in your life uh, or how to maybe you're struggling in a specific area uh, or of growth or just feel stuck, 
Just stop it. Just stop <laughs> making excuses. No, <laughs> but really, let's uh, send us a question. We'd love yeah. to talk mm. more about what that looks like, or just reach out. We'd love to uh, have a conversation about that. So uh, let's move on to questions. I got one question for today, and that is this: How was <laughs> your time with our team and with the uh, pastors and leaders that we're supporting in South Asia? Great. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, okay. There you go. So, it's great. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. So, history, just to make sure people yeah. know, um, back in 2012, uh, I met uh, Osram uh, whenever uh, I was on a trip and uh, he was a translator for our team. And uh, we were kind of going, sharing the gospel and real great guy. His English actually wasn't all that amazing at that point. Um, And um, we just stayed in touch as we continue to seek uh, to partner uh, with uh, what the church is doing over there. And eventually just really came to find, you know, through staying connected with him, man, this guy's got a passion. Mm. Um, he's, he's young, he's raw, uh, but uh, we want to help him. And so he started helping him some. And that just as, you know, I would say he's been faithful a little. Uh, and so we felt like, uh, and, and, you know, your church, previous church came on board. And then when God brought us here, we've just continued to amplify uh, our support of him as long as he supports uh, others. And so uh, it's grown. So the trip was going and training the leaders, uh, specifically the pastors who are connected to his network of churches. Uh, That was great. Uh, We did some training on uh, how to study the Bible and teach the Bible, uh, how to minister to, uh, you know, families, specifically in the area of marriage and singles. Mm -hmm. A lot of discussion about that because, um, you know, they kind of like in their culture, like you have to get married, like in kind of young. And many of the marriages are arranged or it's just like, you have, do you have, they would say, do you have a love marriage or an arranged marriage? And, but I mean, you know, that, that's a whole nother topic, maybe another time, but, um, yeah. And so did that and just some leadership development, uh, spent some time in the churches there in the city on Sunday. And then we went out into, um, some areas that are pretty remote. And, uh, you know, did some evangelism, did some training, um, saw people come to know Christ, which was awesome. Uh, We were actually uh, chased out of a village Mm. uh, by some radical um, Hindus. Uh, So uh, that was, you know, a little little wild, Uh, but um, brought back memories because those of you who know me may know that I was arrested in China (laughs) uh, when I was 21 for distributing religious propaganda. Mm -hmm. So... Flash, and you're like, oh, okay. but I'm like, I got a lot more at stake now than when I was <laughs> I got 21. A lot of you kids, know? Yep. I got a lot of kids, so um, but we were totally fine there. Um, and yeah, and then you know, that's 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 kind of that's kind of it. was great to see the other guys uh just teach and uh you know work, mm-hmm. and it's great to see just the fruit of what uh we've been partnering with over there. I would just say that, so, yeah, it's it's incredible. That was to three see. minutes that was pretty good, that was pretty good, I think. Just into part of that fruit, you know, you shared that through this network of of leaders and pastors, they for the past few, several years, over eleven thousand people 000. have been baptized, and so that's incredible because there's um, additional professions of faith exactly yeah. there in that culture. Baptism is a big deal because it is really, you know, here we we. Lots of people, for various reasons, may get baptized, you know, uh, in the South, in the Bible yeah. Belt. But there, it is it is anti-cultural, and it really is a clean break from much much of their yeah. f- culture. And so it's a very big step of faith. Yeah. Um, and um, Yeah, we met—I mean, we met a sister who, you know, I mean, she was the only believer in her family and the only believer kind of like—she wasn't the only believer in the village, but it was a little bit bigger village. She was kind of the only believer like— that she regularly sees. 
Yeah. And she didn't have income to drive to the church that we were there uh, with. And so like, we're like, okay, we're going to start a Bible study, like in your house, you know? Um, and she was like, you know, I'm, I mean, she's scared. Yeah. You know? And then finally we did connect, like there's some other believers um, or new believers who uh, the team had led to Christ. So we were going to like, Hey, let's start a Bible study with them together. Uh, yeah. And I mean, several stories of these uh, pastors who are being beaten mm-hmm. for, yeah. uh, you know, their faith. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, the climate there has become more uh, uh, anti anything that they think is foreign. It's right. not anti Christianity, it's right. anti anything that's foreign to their <coughs> historical identity as a culture. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. Well, we're thankful for the ways that uh, God has allowed us as a church to partner and pray and support and look forward to how God will continue. Yeah. To, yeah. To so you. we will be sending teams in yeah. the future. Next uh, year. Yeah. Next year. I do know in two years, uh, when I plan to go back, we plan to do a big conference. And so we'll need like people who can serve uh, like the pastors and wives, kids. Uh, so that would be awesome, you know, during mm-hmm. that conference and then uh, do some ministry um, in some of the poor areas. I don't know what we're, th- I mean, we're probably thinking for this upcoming year, same mm-hmm. village trip kind yep. of deal. Mm-hmm. So just a handful of people going, but uh, if it's something on your heart, 2025, big trip, bigger yep. group, um, and then 2024, smaller group, but uh, yeah, reach out to us, right? Let's do it. Yes, absolutely. Reach out. Let Start me know. saving up some money. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right, well, we're wrapping it up today with a little game, and you have the game. I do. So bring it. So since I've been traveling, I decided to do a bracket, because I love brackets. Football season has started. All right, and I love decisions. Uh, worst vacation idea, (laughs) and it's it's American ideas. All right, so who's on this vacation? That determines some of these. Is Um, it my family? Your family, yeah, your family. Okay, okay. gotcha, because that is a big factor, like. Yeah, yeah, okay, so... um, for 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 matchup number one, you have to pretend this place still exists. Okay, <laughs> going to the Holy Land experience in Orlando. <laughs> Did you ever go there? No, I drove by it and thought that's a real thing. <laughs> it wasn't very big. Yeah, yeah, it's like right off the interstate because you could like see down into. Remember it. When we were watching the baptisms at the. No, you weren't with me. I don't think. Anyway, they were baptizing people like in the pool, like the uh, Salome Pool at mm, Holy Land. I'm like man, speaking of experiential. Okay, or going to Roswell, New Mexico. And, uh, you know, that's where Area 51 is and all that. Um, and I'm picking which one I would do. Which one you don't want to do. Oh, I don't want to go to the Holy Land experience. Okay, all right. Um, I mean, I would love to go to the Holy Land, but yeah, I would no, just feel, too. the whole time I would be at the Holy Land experience, I would be like thinking, I would be cringing because I'd be like, oh, it's so, bleh. and I'm supporting this racketeering. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I don't true. know, I just would have, mm. no mm. offense to anyone who went and loved it who had a great experience there. You're like, how is Derek Webb still making money off this somehow? (laughs) Anyway, okay. Also, I'm thinking my kids would just be like, what, why, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So one, you would be seeing something true misrepresented and another, you'd be saying something fake. Yeah, at least like, you know, there'd be pretty stuff to see. By the way, all these are in the middle of July, so it's hot. Oh, it's hot everywhere. Okay, Okay. that's good to know. The next one is two places that I feel like you would go there and you would just be like, okay, (laughs) <laughs> Mount Rushmore or Plymouth Rock? Ooh. Uh, Do people like take a full family vacation just to go see Mount Rushmore? I mean, I think it's part of it's. I would say I would. It's in the Badlands? 
Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I know I it's in know. It's, uh, it's north. I mean, but it's pretty around there. So I would say I would. Uh, would you sing? This land is your <laughs> land. This land is my land. Uh, when you get there, I would say I go, would. I would go to around. Mount Rushmore okay. because there's. I feel like there's. I, I love like historical things, but I feel like maybe it's just more wide open space yeah. and room and to roam. Has to run around. There you go. Because okay. he will. And it is with the buffalo roam. That's it? right. With home, the deer and the buffalo roam. Okay. Go. All right. The next one just given the fact that I know neither of these appeal to you that much is uh, going and hanging out middle of July during middle the day with your family on Bourbon Street and, New- <laughs> and French Quarter in New Orleans. Stepping over or, the uh, in and... Nashville, which are both places people go and bar hop. So Yeah. Um, whew, I mean, New Orleans, you'll have better food. Mm. Uh, no offense, Nashville. Uh, and you just... Uh, I, hmm, I would... I'm going to New Orleans. Okay. Okay. Uh, mainly because there's great food and great jazz, and I, I think Nashville's a little overhyped. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. Lucas that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Lucas. Yeah. Love so you. I love New Orleans. I mean, I would love like, to go to Nashville. I'm not. I only like going to New Orleans if like I have another reason to go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I went when I just stroll for three days. Oh, but you did say Bourbon Street, so I probably would not go there with my kids. So maybe well, I should go I, back. I'm in French Quarter. Okay, French. You know, okay, yeah, 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 you can yeah, avoid that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, let me rephrase that. Yeah, it, we were Christy and I went to one time. You know, I got I went to school in New Orleans, and she went with me for one of my seminars. Like it was like our anniversary trip, and so during the day she. I don't know what she did. And at night we went to dinner or whatever. And we were sitting next to these people and they're like, Hey, y'all been to New Orleans before? We're like, yeah. They're like, man, we, you know, yesterday we got here. They were not, you know, same. They were not living their life in the same way as us. We got here and we drank all day. And today we're like, what what else is there to do? And they're like, it's pretty much what you do. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> You sad. see old stuff and you drink, yeah. you know, so. No, it's but I will say that World War II museum yes. looks awesome. I, can, I, I would love to go to that. And there's, there's some fun family stuff to do in New Orleans. Oh, wait. I just realized that I did this wrong. So the wrong ones. I'm kind of answering them backwards because it's you hard are, for you. Yeah. You are. All right. I'll try okay. to do better. All right. Last, be better. last of the first round okay. is go to Amish country and stare at all Ooh. the Amish people. <laughs> Is that, or that's go, all you can or do. Go to that corn palace. Have you ever seen the corn palace? It's like in South Dakota. South Dakota. Uh, no, so I'm not going to go there. I think Amish country would be beautiful, and you can get oh, some okay. good food while you're there. Oh, okay, all right. I all like right. to center my vacations yeah, around what yeah, food I get too, to eat. Too. Okay, mm-hmm. so worst worst vacation uh, semifinals, the Holy Land experience again, which doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. But I had to put it on here or Plymouth Rock. Oh, who? Uh, <laughs> Worst, do you get to do anything else? No, in the you vicinity? are going to see the Holy Land. And you are going to see Plymouth Rock. Oh, and that's it. I mean, you can eat there. Okay, but, but you that's can't it. Go, you can't be like, we're going to go over to Top Rock. Because oh, I'm about know? to say, like, you're in Orlando. We're going to the beach. We're I staying mean, at a pool with a lazy river. No, you're there for the and Holy Plymouth Land. Rock. I've heard is like not amazing to see itself. It's just no, more it's like a you're rock. Yeah, so I'm going to say. We we're gonna not go to Plymouth Rock. Wow, man! You're going to help TB. I could probably I could probably teach my kids some things you at could. the Holy Land. You could. All right, Nashville or the Corn Palace. I'm not going to the Corn Palace. Okay. All right, so the pl- place you're least likely to go on vacation <laughs> out of these places is Plymouth Rock <laughs> or the Corn Palace. Wow, how did we land here? Um, Hold on, let me just let me just sell you on the Corn Palace. Oh uh, yeah, please okay. tell me more about this corn because I, I really I can't believe you've never heard of. I've it. never heard of this Corn Palace, so okay. let me go to I'm a trustworthy a hard, website. 
picture. Wikipedia. Okay, it tells us everything we need no, to I'll know go, about I'll go the to corn their palace. Website. There's a picture. You see that? It looks kind of like the Taj Mahal. It kind of looks like a mosque, actually. Yeah, but I don't. And think it's it like is a, a museum of corn. Uh, what's special about the Corn Palace? USA Today named the Corn Palace one of the top ten places in America for high school basketball. No, <laughs> what the palaces redecorate each year? Um, anyway, yeah, it's Corn Palace of the world. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. They well, have a Corn Palace Festival. I mean, is that in July? Is it's the Corn Palace? Mitchell Corn Palace. Yeah, you're there in July. Okay. Right? They have a corn market. Okay. Um, you can actually look at the corn cam right now and see live what's oh, taking place there. That's crazy. So I'm, yes. I'm going to say that sounds great. So let's There's not murals. go to Plymouth Rock. It is the world's only corn palace. Uh, that is the least surprising thing tourists, I've heard today. 500,000 tourists come from around You're kidding the nation me. to see the uniquely designed corn murals. The city's corn. first corn palace was built as a way to prove to the world that South Dakota had a healthy I was about to say, this climate. sounds like it's in Pawnee, Indiana, and yeah. there's an episode of Parks and Rec about it or something. I don't know. <laughs> 1892 is when it was founded. Oh, man. Yes, man. Well, I think... We got to go now. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, so because I'm your not kids... going to Plymouth Rock. Sorry, pilgrims. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, where is Plymouth Rock exactly? I know it's in Massachusetts. Yeah, about to say Mass- Plymouth Rock. Is it in Boston? It is, it is Plymouth Rock. It is its own thing. How far is it from Boston? I said, but you said I couldn't go to Boston. You said I can't go anywhere oh, no, else. It's not close at all. Oh, okay. We'll see there. Um, it just doesn't sound super exciting. And uh, I mean, it's yeah. on the water. I mean, but we live on the water, That's so true. and prettier water. Even though I know it's pretty There's sorry. There's a Pilgrim Sands Hotel on Long Beach you could go to. There's a National Monument to the Forefathers, and there's a Lowe's Home Improvement. Uh, you know, I need to get some Plymouth lumber. Do you think anybody's with us still? Uh, if they are, they are our friends. <laughs> if you go to the Corn Palace because you, of this store, because of the show, I, I tell them we sent you. Uh, tell yes, them we please. sent you. They can be our first sponsor. They might sponsors. be our first sponsor. <laughs> if you bought me a Corn Palace t-shirt, you would be my friend. Also, if you've listened Extra this large. far, code word Corn Palace. Yeah. Just say that to us, and then you're part of the club. Are like, you a we, large we or an extra large? Uh, I'm such an in-between. It totally depends. So, yeah. you know... Largish, extra largish. It totally okay. depends on the depends shirt. On the shirt. Yeah, you it really does. That's some right. <laughs> largest. They get short, but I'm like, oh, but then they lar- extra largest get way too big. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just had to look. Anyway, that's your code. If you've listened this far, just just <laughs> say that, and we'll know you're part of the Boggy Talk inner circle. We'll have a more interesting game next week. All right. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to see you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.